When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? All right, welcome into another Auburn Live show. It's the Modcast with Jeffrey Lee and myself, Justin Hokins. Appreciate everybody for joining us. If you're not a member of AuburnLive.com, please go subscribe. It's a good time. It's a very good time. There's a lot going on. Uh, so AuburnLive.com, uh, part of the On3 Sports Network. Well, uh, Jeffrey, we are recording yeah. this Friday afternoon, about 1 o'clock, just FYI for people. Damn, it's already 1 o'clock. Behind the curtain. I'm starving. Um, so just so people know, cause man, this time of year, like there's so much going on that, that, uh, I feel like now I have to tell you when we record it just in case something crazy happens. Right. Um, all right, let's get into it. So we're going to talk a little hoops a l- very briefly on the OC and then we'll skip to recruiting. Um, okay. Oh, was that your phone? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was checking mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been crazy. Um, all right. So we're recording this like. I mean, right after, obviously, all the hoops news broke broke with uh, the NCA investigation uh, into the basketball program. Uh, they have finally released their decision um, about 1,500 plus days after it started when Chuck Person was first, um, you know, arrested. Hmm. Um, so we've got all that up at AuburnLive.com. Not going to go through every everything. Basically, as far as moving forward. Two-game suspension for Bruce Pearl, which will start against Nebraska on Saturday. And then the other game is North Alabama. Uh, Wes Flanagan will be the acting head coach against Nebraska. Stephen Pearl will be the acting head coach against North Alabama. Um, And then there will be a scholarship reduction of of two over the next four years. A total of two. Okay. Total of two. uh, There was a lot of confusion there, thinking it was two every year for four years. No, it's just two total over four years, however they want to divvy that up. So that is not a big deal. Um, It it is not a limiting factor in Auburn's success moving forward. Let's put it that way. Um, And as far as the future is, that's that's it. There's a show calls on Chuck Person. There's a show calls on Harris Adler. And if you want the details of, of some of that stuff, you can go to AuburnLive.com. But again, both those guys are, I mean, Harris Adler, I think is still out of coaching. I mean, he got out and, and Chuck Person's, you know, he's got enough problems. I, I don't, I don't think those are going to come into play <laughs> is what I would say. Um, but is he in the I, clink? Who? Per, 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 no, Person? No, he, 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 uh, he's in Atlanta. Um, oh yeah. He's training. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's training. trained some. Yeah. I, I've seen this. Um, so, you know, I mean, all in all, I think it's a, you know, I put a story up kind of a perspective thing. Just, I think it's a sigh of relief for the staff, not just the fact that it's behind them, but, but I think they were worried it was going to be worse and it wasn't. And uh, I think all in all, I mean, they have to vacate some wins. I don't, I don't even know what games Wiley and Purifoy played in while 
ineligible. I don't even know. I mean, they, Auburn was so proactive in suspending them. I don't even know how many wins they may have to vacate, if any. So, all in all, I think uh, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure Bruce is kind of mad that, that they sort of suspended him and and tried to find him at fault for for knowing what Chuck person for not knowing what Chuck person was doing behind the scenes. You know, yeah. I'm sure he's not happy about that, but. All in all, he'll 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 take it, I guess. Could have been, could have been worse. Oh gosh, it could have been, man. And you have, and I would not have been surprised either. No, I mean, I yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised just because it's the NCA, and you just don't know. They hammered Oklahoma yeah, pretty, pretty good, um, but Oklahoma State. Uh, I kind of I don't I remember talking to people back then. Oklahoma State did not do the proactive things Auburn did. Um, Big how about you to Rich McGlynn? Yeah, 100%. Um, look, I think six of the penalties that the NCA listed um, as part of their approved measures, six of them were self-imposed. That they basically were like, yep, we agree with that. You you already did it. Time served. Mm. Um, including recruiting. You know, they, they went off the road for like six months, you know, years ago. That was included in there. The postseason ban, the, the official visits, unofficial yeah. visits. Yeah, unofficial visits. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff they did. Bunch of stuff they did. Kudos to Rich McGlynn and them for for knowing kind of where this might be headed and 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 to putting you know put putting those things in place, knowing what to put in place. I mean, that's the thing. Like you could self impose whatever you want, but the NCAA could go, well, that's that's I mean, a big deal. But they did they did the right ones. I, mean, you know, I thought the uh, the postseason ban last year was big. Ooh, it turned out to be, and you got you got national guys, uh, mainly Pat Forty, that that really tried to to make a big deal of that. Pat Forty wrote last year that Auburn was outsmarting nobody by imposing <laughs> the self, self by self imposing the postseason ban last year. He said you're outsmarting nobody, you know, by by doing that. Well, I'm looking forward to the column that uh, retracts that. I uh, I feel like uh, like an Auburn alum or former player or something banged his wife or something. Man, that dude has had it out for auburn since i can remember i mean going way back right 15 okay. years what was oh, his camp? Well, yeah yeah go back to uh, camp. <clears throat> yeah that, that guy's miserable do not care about him yeah i was i was you know this morning i was reading you know just kind of i was going back and reading a lot of the stuff because obviously i've been out i followed it but i've been out of covering it during some of this was going on and um I was reading his story about how Auburn was outsmarting nobody. And then he, he starts going into Auburn's past history with the NCA, which of course then leads him into writing literally a paragraph about Auburn and Mississippi state and Cam Newton and Cecil Newton. And I'm like, how did we get here again? What are we writing about? Um, man, it was uh, and then he's the first one to ask a question on the NCA zoom call and says, well, you, know, you guys can do five year postseason bans. You know what, what's uh, what are like, you serious? Yeah, first question. He goes, "Hey, you guys have the ability to do five-year postseason bans. What led you to, uh, what led you to the minimum one a one-year ban, which was self-imposed? What led you to to just doing the minimum?" That was that was his question. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, he's That's just good, man. More of it than he than he should have been, and he's and he's gonna get. And he got burned. I mean, he looks he looks bad. Hey, he looks right. Bad. That that's exactly wow. what it is. Yeah. He's been beating his chest about how how bad this should be, and when he when he wasn't right, he looks like an idiot. Yeah, more than he already did. Uh, so you know, um, 
COVID slowed the process. I'll give the NCA that. It's about the only thing I'll give them is that COVID probably slowed the process a little bit. Um, but look, Auburn has a great team. And uh, I just, it reminds, it, it has those feelings of 2010. Um, mm-hmm. When you're in the middle, Auburn's playing games, you're in the middle of it, you don't know what they're going to decide. Auburn's got a really good team. And then when that came out and Cam was cleared, it was like a sigh of relief. And then Auburn, you know, went on to win the national championship. So, We'll see if that lifts a little bit of the cloud, a little bit of the burden, maybe a little bit of weight off of Bruce and that staff's shoulders, um, knowing that that's now done. And after these two games, we're moving forward. Um, so if you want to read more about that, I linked like the NCA full story at, at on, on AuburnLive.com. You can read that, all their language um, <clears throat> and all that good stuff. So all in all, good, good deal. Um, and then real quick, OC search. Golly, you know, nothing new, man. I mean, you know, I don't know how you feel about how it's it's like really since the Zach Hill thing fell through that day, they interviewed some people, but then really the last three days of the week, it's been pretty, pretty quiet. What what do you think about kind of, I think you should hire somebody by now or like what? Well, I think if Zach Hill was the man that fell through and then it was like, we've got a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail right now. Let's don't mess this up. And not saying that the OCD hire, I don't even know that he's got somebody ready. But I'm just saying, at this point, you just ride it out till signing day, in my opinion. You, you, you've got everything working for you right now. you got a lot of momentum on the trail. You don't have any backlash from people worried about an OC. So if that's not a demand of recruits right now, then it shouldn't be a demand at all. You, know, you don't want to hire somebody, and for some reason, this, this recruit who you've been in the top two for for so long doesn't like him. That's true. And, and now you're out. I, I think at this point, this late in the game, we're five days from the early signing period. What's today? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Five days. Yes, I can count. Um, I, I think right by this point, you just you just ride it out, man. There's no reason to uh, to name one. Now, I, I, I'm if you if you've got your guy, that's what you want to do. But I just don't. Uh, I don't think there's a, an ur- any urgency to hire him before signing day. I guess that's my point. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, about because the natural reaction is you get one because you need him to recruit, and so the the other side of that is well, if if it's not doing any harm, dramatic harm, like if if you know if, if there's not some dude over there going, look, I'm not coming unless you tell me your OC is, then you know let's not rock the boat. It's only a couple days left. That's that's a good. That's a good way to think of it. Um, and, and at this point, you know, Brian Harson is telling these guys, look, this is it's my offense, right? I mean, I'm not going to go out and hire this air raid guy, yeah. you know, this Mike Leach type deal. I'm not going to go out and hire the huddle, hurry up, no huddle guy or the triple option guy. Like, this is my offense. Yeah. Um, so it's the need to hire a guy so that people will have their, you know, recruits will have their questions answered as to what kind of offense is going to be run. You know, Harson's going to use the tight end. You know, he's going to use the wide receivers. You know, he's going to run the football. Multiple offense. And uh, I think at, at this point, it's pretty safe offense to to commit to, regardless of your position, tight end, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, for that matter. Yeah. You know you know what you're going to get. I mean, there's going to be some, some – it's going to vary somewhat, but personal touch on things. But other than that, you know, you're not looking at a drastic change either way. Yeah. 
I'm with you on that one. Um, so, you know, we'll continue to monitor that. I just, <laughs> I thought for sure, man, I just was like this morning when, when I see that the NCAA is releasing that, I'm like, it's Friday. I'm like, would Auburn the know? perfect storm? I'm like, would they do it to try to combat? You know, like if it's, you know, if it's potentially bad, would they release the OC so that maybe people talk about that? Yeah. I was just like, I literally tweeted, I was like, you know, what, just do it. Just make my day. Just, just, just why not? I'm already here. I'm already sitting here. Well, I, I will say this. The only two things I know for sure on the OC search, and I shouldn't say for sure, but the only thing I'm, I'm fairly confident in is that Auburn will, uh, one would not be announced today, Friday. And I don't think it's going to be now announced until Wednesday, but that's just me guessing. I just know that it's not going to be this week. Yeah. Secondly, I don't think it's going to be uh, Frank Potts. Um, I don't know who it is. I don't know who the who, who the candidates are. I think Auburn has taken uh, a step back, a big reset. And so I don't know. I, I know it's not going to be Zach Hill. I know it's not going to be Frank Potts. I'm fairly certain it's not going to be. Yeah. That's about the only thing I can add. And it's not going to be today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think the Frank Ponce thing, I mean, if it's not Frank Ponce and you think about some of the names we've heard, I, it seems to trend at this moment as of one thirteen when we're recording this uh, central on a Friday afternoon, uh, it seems to be trending to potentially Brian Harson calling plays and getting somebody in there right. that, will, that will mesh with that. Because Ponce, to me, would have seemed like a guy that you turn it over to. Um, mm -hmm. So would Zach Hill. Take them out of the equation, and you look at the other names we've heard, Del McGee, Austin Davis, Kenny Dillingham. Those names trend more towards Harson calling plays, that person being the OC. That's just my take. That's just my vibe. Sure. No, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll see what happens uh, as Auburn searches for an offensive coordinator. Um, and that will be ongoing. Uh, Auburn basketball, by the way, Nebraska on Saturday without Pearl. We'll have coverage of that. All right. Let's dive into recruiting. Um, and by the way, Cole is in Birmingham, just so people don't know. Uh, Cole's in Birmingham. Some personal stuff. All good. Um, right. But, you know, just so people aren't like, where's Cole? Um, he's here, but not here. Um all right, recruiting. You put up the war room earlier today. Um, what's what's going on? What's going on, man? The, the last week's been nuts, dude. But these guys have been. I, maybe I just have not focused. Being out of the game, I haven't focused on recruiting. You know, like I haven't paid attention to it like that. But man, this last week seems like this staff has been as busy as any staff during a week I can remember. It's been crazy. Yes, and and I tend to. I'm, I'm almost like, don't forget now, like 10 years ago, Twitter wasn't here. So sure. we don't really know where these coaches were and how hard they were working. Now you see every visit that they basically take or a lot of most of them. Yeah. Uh, so, but one thing's for certain, these, these guys have been all over the country, man. Harson's been everywhere. Uh, Zach Etheridge, Derek Mason, Trevon Reed have teamed up and they've been all over the country hitting people up. We've seen Nick Eason down in uh, Louisiana. We've seen him down in South Beach. We've seen uh, just guys all over Oregon, Texas, Louisiana, up to Will Friend went up to New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken, to visit Miles Frazier wow. earlier this week. That's where he's originally from. So they've been uh, four corners of the, uh, of the country, man, and uh, just burning it up. 
and, and I'm telling you, man, it, it seems like Auburn's got a lot of momentum going into this final weekend. And we both know what can happen. I mean, things can turn sideways. But as of Friday morning, Auburn Auburn uh, felt really good about where things stood for a lot of top guys. I mean, you know, usually, you know, oh, man, you know, feel good about three or four of these guys. But, man, this – I'm talking at least six, maybe eight, if not ten, that Auburn is right there. I, I feel like Auburn – is the team to beat for at least six of these guys. And I don't remember how many I, I did the big boy, the, uh, I put them all together today. I thought that would be the easy in the war room. If you, yeah. you guys haven't read the war room, I've taken, you know, everybody from the hot boards and I put them into one big table just so we'll know who's left, where Auburn stands with those guys heading into this last weekend. And right now, let's see, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got eight guys leaning towards Auburn right now. And those are, uh, well, seven. I, I threw Inez Cooper in there, too, who is who has an Auburn offer, but I don't know that he's a take at this point. But, I mean, some big dogs, some Juco big dogs, some linebackers. Uh, Darius Clemens, I've got him at 55. I really think Auburn's a team to beat, but, man, I just don't know about him. I, you know, I, I just don't know. He's kind of a toss-up. Yeah. What about he's, that Miami news? He's a wild card guy. Well, he—I don't know that he's ever been to Miami, like on the 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 university. Now, obviously, Cristobal being at Miami now, um, Clemens was going to Oregon at one point. We we're all were fairly certain of that, where Cristobal is. But I felt I feel like if Miami was a legit option for him, he would be visiting there this weekend and not Michigan. Yeah. So, and Auburn feels it's uh, it's them or Michigan. They don't feel like Miami. I mean, sure, I'm sure Miami's, you know, somewhere in there, but Auburn feels like it's Auburn or Michigan. He's going to Michigan this weekend. Uh, I think it's supposed to be miserable up there, the weather. I would imagine, yeah, but I would that'd be my bet. December, 10th. but you know, there were some subscribers in the on the corner talking about, you know, if it was Auburn and Oregon for all this time, and Oregon's now out. What what's the holdup? Like, yeah. that's why I think I'm a little hesitant to make that any higher than 55 percent slight edge to Auburn. You know, come Monday it might be 85 percent, it might be 35 percent. I think a lot will determine over this weekend, and then get home. Auburn have a conversation because the dead period will be, or the quiet period on Sunday, the dead period on Monday, uh, and, and get a better feel for what he's going to do. I think he's going to announce. I can't remember if he's Tuesday or Wednesday. Austin Osbury is Monday. Ennis Flett. And Nietzsche. And Nietzsche. I listened the other day. Y'all had a, y'all, y'all were talking about that. And Cole was like, I think it might be an EJ. Dude, I called him. Uh, what's tonight? I think I called him last night. And I said, EJ. And he's like, man, you're the first reporter ever to get my name <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I've been saying it right the whole time, dude. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, so, so big weekend, and I'll, I'll tell you what. Let me just get everybody caught. Auburn's, Auburn's got three guys I know coming in this weekend for official visits. You've got four-star cornerback Jadarian Rim from Valdosta. He's committed to LSU. Zach Etheridge, Trevon Reed, Derek Mason went for an in-home visit or an in-school visit on Thursday. And LSU wanted him to get back to campus. He already taken an official visit there. He's an LSU commitment. And he could take another official visit because of the coaching change. But he has, up until now, um, 
plan to come to Auburn, and I, and I'll check on that when we get off of here just to uh, confirm. But him coming to Auburn this weekend tells me all I really need to know. Uh, and then you think about uh, Corey Raymond, LSU's cornerbacks coach, is now at Florida. He left this earlier this week. I think two days ago it was Wednesday. He uh, left for Florida, and then Kevin Falk which is another one to note because Trey Citizen is going to LSU. So LSU wanted to get all their commitments on uh, back on back on campus this weekend. Ram decided he was coming to Auburn. Then you got Demario Tolan down in Kissimmee. Is it Kissimmee or Kissimmee? Damn it! Somebody told me this other day and I forgot. Listen. Whatever that that city down in Florida. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's going back to LSU. Trey Citizen could be going back to LSU as well. Auburn was trying to poach. All three of those guys from LSU. Uh, but anyways, so Rim's coming this weekend. Eniche Sledge, three-star defensive tackle from Louisiana, is coming this weekend. Auburn's a clear team to beat for him. He's going to announce Tuesday morning, I believe. I feel fairly confident in him. And then, as of this morning, Antavius Woody, a three-star, de- uh, four-star defensive tackle from Lafayette, Alabama, Florida State commitment, still planning to come in this weekend. He's another one I want to confirm because if Auburn gets him on campus, I've got him at 50% on the on the what did I call this place? I call it the prediction machine or something. Yeah, prediction machine. <laughs> on the prediction know. machine. Uh I had him at 50%, but I also said, hey, if he comes to Auburn, it's going to significantly increase. Yeah. So you get Tay Woody on campus, you got uh an and you've got uh Jadarian Rim, JD Rim coming. I feel like all three of those guys will end up at Auburn. If they show up today, I mean, I have no reason to think they won't. There's a fourth guy I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, I don't know specifically. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to be working on that to see if Auburn does bring in a fourth guy. But as of now, three guys. And then some other official visits to keep an eye on. You've got, um, what we said, Darius Clemens going to Michigan. You've got Damari Austin, the running back, four-star running back commitment, decided he's going to go up to Michigan State this weekend for an official visit. And, Man, if there's one person not to worry about, it's him. He's been the most outspoken and supportive guy of this class. But, you know, he never got to really uh, be recruited and enjoy himself. He told me last night, he's like, man, this is nothing serious. I'm just going up there to have fun. Man. <coughs> Probably deserves it more than anybody. Yeah. And, and listen, it's not a bad idea, man, to have a backup come signing day. I mean, even if you're 99% in on Auburn, it's not yeah. bad to have <laughs> – you never know what's going to happen. So I, I don't blame him one bit. I don't have any concern over here, over him going uh, up to Michigan State. Let me read through this real quick, Justin. I, I've got some of the guys I feel really good about. Robert Woodyard, the four-star linebacker from Williamson High School in Mobile. He's committed to Alabama. He'll have a final decision on signing day. I really feel like Auburn is uh, will end up flipping him. Cornerback, Juco cornerback Keontae Scott from Snow College out in Utah. Came in for an official visit. Auburn's been the team to beat for him for a while. An in-home visit on Wednesday uh, likely sealed the deal with that. And I tell you, this this next guy, Jeffrey Emba, this was kind of surprising to me. I think when I did the last hot board, I had him at 40%. Really didn't know. He's kind of a wild card guy, right? I mean, I really didn't have a good gauge on his recruitment. He's a, a, a He's French. And he's, you know, he's doing all his visits real quick here at the end. He's flying back over to France, and he's going to announce his decision next week. But, but what really stuck out to him was that he came in for the Iron Bowl. He got to see that. Then he stayed. Joko Will is a former teammate who lives down the uh, 80, up 80, 85 in LaGrange. 
stayed with him for a couple of days, then came back to Auburn for an official visit. So he was in Auburn or in or around Auburn for four or five days, which was big. And the, and the immediate need for him, I think, will be big. And I tell you, I, I've, I've just I've heard a lot of growing confidence at Auburn, uh, so much so that I've got him at I've got him up there at eighty percent. I really feel like Auburn is the team to beat heading into this last weekend. I think his visits are over. He'll be flying back home and announcing next week. Uh, Sledge was the next guy. I've got him coming in. Uh, Rim was the next guy. I've got him coming in. Talked about Inez Inez Cooper. He's a big offensive tackle from Pleasant Grove. He's got an offer, but I'm not sure if Auburn's ready to take him or not. But if they do, then he's coming. This guy to keep an eye on next week. He's down at the uh, the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game right now. Tearing it up, too, from what I hear. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here's another big official visit this weekend. Austin Osbury, four-star cornerback from Baton Rouge, will be going back to in-home, his hometown. Uh, LSU this weekend. Auburn had an in-home visit with him earlier this week. I really feel like Auburn is in a very good spot for him and talked to a source last night, Thursday night, and, you know, asked if, if, if him going, if Osbury going back to LSU this weekend, and uh, the source didn't think that would be, that would play too much into it. The guy's from Baton Rouge. He's seen everything he can at Baton Rouge. I mean, there's not nothing that's going to, He's not going to see anything different this time besides the uh, the fake Cajun coach. <laughs> so, and then, of course, you got Darius Clemens. We talked about him, kind of a wild card guy. I think if signing day were today, he'd sign with Auburn, but it's not. And just curious to see Brian Harson flew up there. I think Eric Keesaw was with him as well. They had in school, then an in-home visit with him on Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. Um. One guy I haven't mentioned was the Juco DB Marquise Gilbert. Now, he was teammates with Juwan Gaston out in Hutchinson, Kansas. And we know that Auburn has kind of moved on from Juwan. They signed him this past uh, in 21, but he went to Juco. Thought he would come back. Some things have happened. I don't expect him to be with this class. But his teammate, Marquise Gilbert, is a guy who's probably Auburn's top safety in Juco ranks. Problem for Auburn is that he's from Florida, Florida and he wants to get back closer to home. He's going to visit Florida State this weekend, and that could be what puts him over the edge. He wants to get back closer to home. He's going to Florida State. He's signing on Wednesday. But I will say this. Auburn feels pretty good. I know Tennessee's still involved there, but he's kind of a toss-up. I've got him as another toss-up. Woody's coming in. If he comes in this weekend, it'll no longer be a toss-up. Trey Citizen's going to LSU. And he's still a toss-up in my mind. Justin Williams is going to Tennessee this weekend. The running back position, you know, will, will Trey Citizen even sign in the early period? If so, will it be to Auburn? If not, would it, will Auburn wait on him, or will they go ahead and push for Justin Williams? I also noticed that little dude up the street, and I shouldn't say little dude, but Kenshawn Judkins from Pike Road, who's been committed to Ole Miss for a while now, has decided he's not going to sign early. I thought that was interesting. I know Auburn looked at him, and I would say he's probably a tier two guy for Auburn right now. So maybe he becomes another option at running back should Auburn not get citizen. I still think Justin Williams is higher on the board than Judkins, 
Judkins doesn't have an offer, but I, I thought it was interesting. If nothing else, for an in-state guy who's been committed to Ole Miss for so long to all of a sudden not want to sign early. Right, and his teammate, four-star defensive lineman Curtis Perry, kind of a toss-up, man. And he's a, it's a toss-up between Auburn and Alabama, and anybody that's been following recruiting knows that a toss-up between Alabama and Auburn for an in-state kid that Alabama really wants typically doesn't go Auburn's way. Yeah, but there are other things to consider. Is Alabama going to get somebody they have higher on their board? Are they going to fill up, or is is Perry going to get pushed down? Is Auburn going to win by default? Either way, it's not going to it's not going to affect the way Perry's a damn good player. And if Cole was here, he'd tell you how good he is. He he went and watched him, I think, in the state championship game, and dude was just re- real dominant. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Auburn still has an in home visit with him that will be done this weekend. Now, like you can't have in-home visits past Saturday. Sunday is a quiet period, which means the kids are on campus. You can talk to them, but you can't talk to them off campus. So, want to get that last in-home visit in with Curtis Perry. He'll be one to watch. Talked about DeMario Tolan, the linebacker from Kiss, you know, Florida, uh, going to LSU this weekend. And then the last – the bottom two guys, I probably should have went ahead and take, took these off, but Marquarius White, right, White, the four-star wide receiver from Pinson, uh, he's been committed to Tennessee for for a long time. He was going to come in for an official visit this weekend to Auburn. That has that no longer is going to happen. He would probably switch and flip to Georgia on signing day. Either way, Auburn's pretty much out of that for him. Tyree West, a four-star defensive lineman from Tifton, Georgia, been committed to Georgia for a long time, but we knew that was not going to hold. And uh, was going to come in for an official visit to Auburn this week. And Auburn, and I, and I talked about this a little in the corner. I didn't talk about it, but I wrote about it thinks that he may not be a, a good fit. And I don't know if it's something that's happened recently or not, but Auburn was the one who kind of said, you know what, just hold off on that visit. So I think there's going to be some more vetting on him before Auburn pushes hard for him. But the good thing is, is that Auburn's in such good spots for the defensive line. I was looking at Jeffrey Emba in an H.A. Sledge, Curtis Perry, and Tavius Woody. A lot of good guys right now on the defensive line. And – uh, I'm really going to be curious to see how all these visits end up, who goes where this weekend. And, and come Monday, we ought, we should have a much better – I mean, I feel like i got a pretty good grasp on it right now, entering the weekend. But, man, that last weekend, a lot of things can change. So, we'll get back on it Monday and um, put some feelers out Sunday night and see if we can't start piecing this together even, even better. <clears throat> you mentioned on Clemens. Um, I was trying to figure out, you know, kind of like, – because you make a good point about, okay, if Oregon's out of it, why – you know, why is it still a battle? And I and I wonder if I don't know. I'm just do you I mean, does he have a better relationship with Harson than he does Auburn? I mean, is he like is like, well, he always likes Harson, but I don't know. Maybe the maybe the connection to Auburn, the place, the school isn't quite there because of I don't know. Well, the, I feel like Auburn's in it because of Harson and that's it. And so okay, Harson's a big Harson's the big guy there because if you'll remember, man, Cornelius Williams was really big with Darius Clemens. So when Cornelius Williams was fired, that was a big setback for Auburn and Clemens. So Keesaw going up there uh, Wednesday, that was big, man. That was the first real significant time Clemens had had with him because when Clemens came back in September for an unofficial visit, Cornelius was still here. Yeah. Cornelius was still the wide receivers coach. So there, it's not like, you know, Oregon lost their guy, uh, staff or anything. And it's not like Auburn has, has their staff intact either. When it comes to Clemens, I mean, yeah. getting get, getting that relationship with Keysaw, I think was big. But Harson's been the main guy there. I mean, this was hard. This is Harson's dude, yeah. and and he he's uh, 
he's he, he's hoping he can get back in there and finish this. Um, but you know what? If, if 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 Clemens doesn't come to Auburn now, he was never coming, right? Yeah, it seems. Yeah, it seems like that. Yeah, that certainly would. I mean, because we're Michigan. I mean, Michigan kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so I just noticed. We're talking about Curtis Perry in home. Nick Saban went last night, so that means Brian Harson will get the last kick, yeah. uh, the last shot with Curtis Perry. Well, that's always a good thing. Um, so if you look through this list, if you had to pick, <clears throat> if you had to pick three guys, like you know, three whatever, it could be four, it could be whatever. And you're like Auburn's got to land these guys, like from a need perspective, whatever you think. Um, hmm. who, who, who do you think? would just be like, man, Auburn really, really needs these guys. They would just from a – not just from a talent, but a, a fit standpoint, personnel. Where would you go? Man, I, I would probably put Jeffrey Emba at the top of my list. And I'll tell you why. And, and Cole probably would know more than me. He can tell you, not, you know, how quickly these guys can play a lot faster or a lot better than I can. But, dude, Jeffrey Emba, I don't know if you were – I don't think you were down there, Justin, uh, before the Iron Bowl, but this dude is a man. Beast. I mean, he is, he is you know, you, those former players, NFL guys were down there on the sideline, and this dude stood out there just with a, just with the best of them. Wow. To me, he is a an immediate contributor on the defensive line, and that is something Auburn really, really has to have. Perception-wise, I think Robert Woodyard, I think that's anytime you can flip an Alabama commitment on signing day, it's big. And, you know, I – Felt really good about Robert since middle of November, but the, the JUCOs to me are are, are huge. Um, and then, but uh, Jadarian Rim. I mean, some of these guys are really good players, man. <clears throat> they're really good. I mean, there are no slouches in this list. I, I think I think the the lowest rated is an EJ Sledge, and he is. Terribly underrated. I wouldn't watch. He told me he was like, "Man, you got to go watch my film, dude." Like, look, I'm just a reporter, man. I'll get Cole to look at it, but <laughs> I went and looked at it. So, but he's really good. He's really good. And I'm oh. trying to think who was the two star Auburn guy back in the day from like Louisiana. It ended up being Tyrone Green. Wasn't Tyrone? No, he was from Florida. Wasn't he was. He? he was a two star. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And hell, he went and played for the uh, Chargers. Chargers forever. Yeah. Was he, he – he signed as Auburn as a defensive lineman. Yeah, and switched over. Yeah. Tyrone, was he from Georgia? I thought he was from Florida. Okay, all right. I mean, I said three states. Surely one of them has got to be right. <laughs> Shit. I think so. Um, but, Justin, it, it would be hard, man, to to really – those guys, those eight to ten guys, and I, I think I skipped over Camden Brown. He's a – to me, a wide receiver, you got to have a big dog at wide receiver. In my opinion, Darius Clemens and or Camden Brown. I would take them both, but hell, nobody's asking me. These are big receivers. These are big players. Auburn does you know, Seth Williams type receivers, Sammy yeah. Coates type receivers. Auburn doesn't have that right now. Who's no. their tallest receiver? Robertson? Is would it gone? Well, it would have been Canyon, but he's gone. So then yeah. you go to, you go to, I don't probably, you know, Capers might have just a hair on, you know, somebody like Kobe Hudson. So maybe Capers at the, at the moment. Yeah, and I don't think Kobe is a six three guy. Yeah. Yeah, they're six one, you know, six one and a half, maybe. Maybe uh, maybe. When when you say have to have far as need goes, to me it's a six three wide receiver. You yeah. and, and, and as many as you can get, in my opinion. You know, Clemens or uh Oh, 
Nicole. The coldest Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. I saw his, the I coldest. Saw, he, he, he decommitted or whatever. I followed that on, on Twitter a little bit that he decommitted. Somebody said, well, Auburn's losing the smoke Monday. So they have to get the coldest Crawford. Where does he come from? Um, I, I what, who is he committed to? LSU, I think. Oh, okay. LSU. Um, Dude, I remember, but it's been so long since I've even heard that name. Yeah. I'm with you on the receivers, obviously. I also wonder if, and there's just no way to know, but, you know, I think Tank Bigsby's coming back, but I, you know, I would, if you, I would say that's not probably in stone at the moment. Um, and so, like, worst case scenario would be he leaves and, and you lose Justin Williams and Trey Citizen. Uh, and then you, you know, that, that would be a bad case. So I, I, it'd be nice to, to get one of those guys just in case, um, something crazy happened and, and you lost tank. Um, see, I, I don't, I don't think Justin Williams is that dude. I think he's a really good running back. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's that, you know, like you don't feel like what you felt about Jarquez. No. Yeah. But I would, if it was Trey citizen. Yeah. Now listen, of all the guys that I've mentioned, all the guys I've got coming to Auburn, that dude right there can make this class. He can take it from like great, great to elite. I mean, he he can. I'm not talking about rankings. I'm talking about talent. He's good. He's yeah. tank good. He is all SEC good. And you know, good guy. If Auburn gets him this class is on a different level. And I don't know. know, I'm leaning. I'm being real cautious with him. I'm being real cautious with Curtis Perry. It's almost like I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. You know, you you don't take Alabama kids from Alabama. You don't take Louisiana kids from LSU. It's very rare that you do either one of those two. So I'm being very cautious with both of those guys. But if you get one or two of those guys, especially Citizen at running back, because I absolutely got to have a running back. And Damari's good. Damari's really good. I don't want to take anything away from him. Trey Citizen is a different tier. He's a different yeah. level. And that's just from my untrained eye. Cole would probably tell you better or not if he was how much better he was. But I love his. Staff. I, I know. I know. I know. Auburn thinks Trey Citizen. Yeah. Oh, six six foot two seventeen. That's like perfect. I mean, you know that that's just a great. That I mean, you're already starting with a a great frame to be a. You right. know, you're not too tall. You're not too short. That, that's right in the wheelhouse to me. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you on those defensive line. And you know, Brian Harson talked about needing to build depth there. Um, and they're you know they're losing uh, they lose Tony Fair. Um, but you've got a lot of guys coming back there, but it'd be nice to add a couple of more sledge or it'd be nice to add some talent there because that defensive line, they got some quality coming back. So if you were to add a couple guys, I think that's be, true. They'd be big, I think. But so that, that, that seems like a big one. Um, and I just, I don't know why, but Allsbury and Rim, uh, I don't know if they're just Louisiana. I don't know what it is, but those two guys, I really want Auburn to land. I don't, you know, I just, I, I don't know if it's just, um, I don't know what it is about them. I just feel like I don't know if it's Louisiana kids and the DB, and you think Louisiana LSU defensive backs, and you'd love to have those kind of athletes, probably. Um, but those two guys, 
I just, you know, Auburn's losing, you know, McCreary and Knighton's leaving. And so they're losing some guys in the secondary. Um, Smoke Monday's going pro, McCre- you know, obviously. So I'd love to have that. I, I will yeah, say this. The secondary, the, the secondary class that Auburn's about to sign is going to be the, the, the elite group of this class, the, the position yeah. that Auburn – they're in on so many guys right now. It would hard for the. It would be a disaster if Auburn didn't have a an elite defensive back class come Wednesday. Yeah. It would have to be a complete and utter disaster for Auburn not to have an elite defensive line defensive back class come Wednesday. And then you know what what are they going to do about you know you I think you've mentioned on the board and it's probably not a big secret at this point that Drew Bobo probably will not be. A yeah, part I'm, of I, see, I've already forgot about Drew, and I probably. I mean, I, and the only reason is because I've said it already. Yeah, you know, yeah. but like, they, you got an S Cooper. I mean, do they? I yeah. mean, the offensive line is a big need. They can't Absolutely. do it all in the portal. I mean, you're so, right. You're right. You're can right. They go high school outside of an S Cooper's or somebody else. Jalen Farmer. Okay, and the only reason he's not on there is because he's a February guy. Okay. I expect him to come back uh, for an official visit in January. So, so, and so, don't lose sight of that when you're looking at the war room today. Like I, I, I probably should have bolded the, the sentence where I was like, Hey, look, this is just the guys who's announcing honor before next Wednesday. Like yeah. these are the immediate future guys that we need to be tracking. There are other guys and that's what the hot boards for. You've got Jalen farmer on there. You've got uh Tylen Grable on there. Uh, you, uh, miles Frazier on there. Both of those guys are transfer OTs. The two guys from Bobby Haskins and Olu Olu two tackles from uh, Virginia. There's another one that you mentioned yesterday to Cole and I, um, I think it's from Western Kentucky. I think oh, Cole yeah, posted yeah. It on the wall. So there are five <clears throat> transfer tackles that we know of that Auburn's at least showing interest in right now. Um, but as far as high school guys and S. Cooper and, and and Auburn, it might be a deal where they say, "Hey, Ines, wait till February. Let's let's see how this shakes out." So a lot going on with a lot of good things going on, just not a lot of finality going on. You've got Eston Harris, who's. He looks really good. I mean, he's 6'5", 310, and he is – there ain't a bit of fat on him. He carries it well. So, I'm, I'm curious to see how the transfer portal works out. I'm trying to think of any other guys. Jalen Farmer is going to be a big dog, but I think he's more of an inside guy as well. I think Auburn's looking at the transfer portal to fill any and all tra- uh, tackle needs. I mean, they're contacting every transfer uh, tackle that comes on the market. I mean, really. They, they need, yeah. And, and don't forget, I mean, Auburn signed some tackles – Last year, yeah, they signed uh Colby Smith, they signed Garner Langlo. I don't know if they're still working at tackle, but these are guys who can play tackle. Yeah, uh, it's Garner, I think he's more of an inside guy, but they're both like six, four, six, five, and they're not six, seven. Uh, Colby wasn't it Colby Smith, yeah, um, the guy from North Carolina? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I liked him, so it's not like they don't have any freshman tackles on the roster, they just don't have guys that are ready to play right now, you know, Garner and Colby. I don't know. Uh, where, where is Garner listed on the depth chart? Yeah, he's there. He's he's, a, he's as far as I know, he's on the roster. I mean, as far as I yeah, know, I know, I know he's on the team, but I mean, is he like, do we know where he's playing? I have no idea. He, <laughs> I, I literally have barely heard his name all, all season. He's kind of a tweener. I think he's kind of like Bobo, I, but um, kind of built like Bobo, probably a little bit more athletic. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so, so Bobo's out. I think uh, Eston Harris. Science and he'll be the only offensive lineman unless they take an S. Cooper. I think Jalen Farmer is a February guy. I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the portal as far as uh, tackles go. I know Miles Miles Frazier, the 
uh, offensive tackle FIU's coming or wants to come for an official visit once the dead period ends January the 13th. Yeah. Jalen Farmer will be back up here, like I said, and see if they can't get. I tell you, this Grable kid from Jacksonville State, dude, he's like all American, man. He's he's really, really good. Six, 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 seven, ideal, prototypical offensive tackle, athletic as hell, played quarterback in high school. And Auburn has had a lot of success. What did they have that? Uh, was it, what's his name? Casey Dunn or something? Oh, yeah, from Jacksonville State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, played center, I believe. Yeah. It was a badass center for you. Who, yes, it was Dunn, as you're right. It was, dang it. It couldn't have been Casey. No. Um, yes, it was a Dunn. It was definitely Dunn. It was a, I, I can't remember now. It, but it was, uh, it was yeah. a short name. Jacksonville State, yeah. Uh, all right. I'm like, oh, shit. I know now. Now, now I'm blanking. Everybody listening probably has already said it in their yeah. Comments. Come on, you idiots! How do you not know this? I'm literally googling it right now. I'm gonna count it. And I know this. It was. Dude, Casey. it is Casey Dunn. Casey Dunn. Damn! Oh, you have little faith. I thought for sure it wasn't the same Me as too. baseball Casey Dunn, but it was. Me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a, he was a stud man for Auburn. Yeah, wasn't he? He, he was a good player, a little undersized, oh, but he he got yeah. a. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, man. Um, I mean, I he was no Joe Cope. No, yeah, Joe Cope. Um, I think. Um, yeah, I think. I, I think also it'd be big, you know, for the staff and, and we'll run, I know we'll run, but to, to land a Clemens or a citizen um, from a national perspective would be, right. would be, would be nice to land a big dog, to land somebody that a bunch of other people wanted would be a nice feather in the cap to, to look back on the class and say, we landed a, you know, t- talent and needs and da da da, but we landed a couple of guys where we, we beat some staffs, like we beat some programs that, that would give some confidence, I think, to, to Auburn fans as well. I think if you get, the majority of these guys that I think Auburn's going to get, and then you add one or two of these, you know, toss-ups, maybe two or three of these toss-ups, man, I'm telling you, this class, regardless of the ranking, is going to be badass. This is going yeah. to be – it's got a very good chance of having a badass class come Wednesday. And, and that's not counting the transfers. That's not counting what happens in the late period. I'm talking about Wednesday, the sun going down, and um, and, and the class coming up. It, it, yeah. A lot of a lot of momentum, a lot of buzz, a lot of confidence. You know, it's it's guarded confidence, but Auburn has done a lot of good things to be in the position it's in right now, going into the final weekend. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. I think from a from a perception standpoint, it'd be big to finish strong. I don't think he has to get. You know, he doesn't have to land everybody. Right. Um, but but given how the season went, it it would certainly do him a lot of good if, if he did better than he should maybe yes. come, come Wednesday. Really needs it. Really needs yeah. it. Yeah. Needs to get um, this stuff going. He needs to have a good bowl game and go into the off season with some, with, with some higher expectations and some feel goods from the fans. Absolutely. Great recruiting class, good bowl showing and, uh, and going into the spring with, with, with some enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, all right. If you haven't, go check out the war room, auburnlive.com. Um, and then, of course, everything we got going on Friday, basketball Saturday. And then, of course, there'll be stories coming out, you know, Sunday and stuff after visitors. And and then we're we're in the home stretch to early signing period, um, which will be huge. A lot of great plans for auburnlive.com for, for that early signing day. Um, 
And so make sure you're, uh, if you're not a member, make sure you're a part, a part of it right now. Go subscribe and be a part of a site. We, we would love to have you. Um, Come on. Come on. Right. That's it. We'll, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, I'm sure Cole and Jeffrey will be back with, with the recruiting one before you know it. And uh, maybe we'll do Monday a morning. podcast Monday morning. Okay. There you go. And we'll do maybe a special modcast after signing day to wrap it all up, something like that. But uh, that's it, man. Appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, AuburnLive.com. We'll see you all next time.